You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. Hey, everyone. It's uh, Mike, and I'm here with Louis Ragoni. Hey, doll fans. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Now, ordinarily, we would have done this show on Friday, but uh, my daughter got married on Saturday, and I was out of town. Congrats. Um, thank you. And uh, so here we are, and uh, what 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 an amazing win. Uh, I don't know that anybody really could have predicted how we would shut down that Raven offense, and uh, we did, and it was fun to watch. You know, we've seen them use the cover zero before. We've seen it effective before. But, you know, in front of the home crowd and a night game and uh, all the energy, it was it was probably taken to another level against the Ravens. What were your impressions, Lou? Much of the same. Um, shocked, to be honest with you. Um, didn't think we'd compete. I don't think there's anybody in the country that, that felt that the game was going to go as it did. You know, it wasn't just the fact that they won, but they won pretty dominantly. If our offense was a little bit more effective, uh, this could have been an absolute blowout. I mean, the fact that we won by t- almost two touchdowns, even with the ineptitude of the offensive line doing what they normally do and uh, the lack of offense to some extent, we were still able to win by almost two touchdowns. And what that tells you is is that the one side of the football, the defensive side, obviously, was just absolutely just that, dominant and perfect. I don't know. If you could have played a better football game as a unit, as a unit, they were absolutely outstanding. I mean, there were individuals like Holland who just played fantastic. That and, was like a coming out party for him. Oh, unbelievable. And, and the play by X-Man, that's why he's our best player. You know, he gets to strip and then he has the heads up to pick the ball up and then looks like a running back going down the sideline. He did. He followed his blocks perfectly. They may consider putting him in the backfield because some of those moves he had and the, and the patience that he showed yep. going down the sideline. And, you know, <laughs> we talked about this as the game, you know, as we were watching the game and talking on the phone that, you know, we, we were praying for him to get in because we're like, if he doesn't get in, there's no guarantee. <laughs> we may not, right. <laughs> right. There's no guarantee we're getting into the end zone, let alone you know, getting three points on the board because, you know, we've been so inconsistent with our kicking game as well. So. You know, it reminds me of the David Woodley days, you know. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> it was very similar, you know, the defense kind of carrying the team and uh, you just hope they, they are strong because that's going to increase your chance of winning as it obviously did Thursday. It was fantastic. I mean, it was just a great play by him. But but getting back to what I was saying in regard to the unit in itself, I mean, they played together. Everybody was in position. They j- just did a phenomenal job. They pressured Jackson all night. They didn't give him lanes to run in. 
they, they just did a phenomenal job. I mean, you know, this is how you win football games. You know, you play at that level. And it was awesome in the fact that they did this on national TV because we've been kind of a laughing stock of the NFL up to this point. And we've been hard on them as well. And, and what you saw Thursday night was Flores still has his team. I mean, people were questioning whether they were starting to quit on him and this and that and the other thing. But uh, there's no doubt that he's still got control of the locker room and the guys are playing for him. And that's, that's what you hope for. Yeah. On the offensive side, there's somewhat of a disconnect still. I still see it. Um, you know, you still see the, um, you know, the guys making stupid mistakes at, at, at bad, at the worst possible times, Mike. It seems like every time we're in the red zone, it's yep. one guy or another yep, across yep, yep. that offensive line making a big mistake that sets us back. We're not the type of team that can pick up, you know, first and 15s, first and 20s. And um, it happens time and time again. But getting back to your point on that defensive side, there's no question about it. I mean, the team still has a lot of fight. One unit is way ahead of the other right now. I mean, this is three weeks in a row now. You know, so, you know, you look at, you go back to the Buffalo game and, you know, they kept us in that game three quarters and and they played an outstanding game against a really good offense. And then last week uh, or two weeks back against the Texans. They did the same type of thing. They blitzed uh, Tyrod Taylor quite a bit, didn't give him opportunities, and the defense carried us that week as well, and then this past week. So you're starting to see the defense that we saw last year um, in a lot of ways. It's starting to remind you of that unit, you know, with a couple of extra guys like Holland back there who's just you know, developing into a phenomenal football player. And, uh, you know, Phillips is starting to get a little bit more involved. You're seeing a little more out of him uh, week to week. So uh, the unit is coming together as a whole. Um, let's hope they can continue to do this. Um, you know, we're 10 games into the season. So what do we have? We have seven more, correct? Yep. You know, hopefully that unit does, does well. Going forward, the offensive line, it's been the same unit out there for weeks now. Um, you know, we're still seeing a lack of improvement, improvement there, Mike, you know, as the grades show. There was a few guys that graded out pretty well, right? We had uh, two surprises yeah. across that offensive yeah, so line. Give them credit. I mean, yeah. they did a decent job. Austin Jackson and, and Davis both graded over 70 this past week, but. But, you know, the negative is the other three guys were... In pass blocking. In pass blocking, um, yes. Yeah. Yep, in pass blocking. Uh, same old story. Um, you know, the run game, eh, it still leaves something to be desired as well. Um, you know, but uh, listen, you know, baby steps right now, right? Um, big win against a team that really, uh, there was Super Bowl talk you know, a couple of weeks ago in regard to the Ravens because they were just playing at such a high level. And um, it, it, it was just an incredible victory. Um, it, it, you know, like you mentioned, national TV, hometown crowd on a night game. You got to love it. There was, there was so many, so many good things that came from it. Um, you know, you can talk a little bit about the offense and what your thoughts were on that, you know, minus the offensive line that we kind of discussed already, Mike. Uh, what were your thoughts? I'm never crazy about Brissett. I just feel like he's he's slow and methodical, you know, and uh, yes. I think he gives the defense a little bit of an advantage for that reason. Right. But, uh, 
he's steady. You know, he does move the team, but he's not the kind of player who's going to get you in the end zone consistently. And that's what you're looking for. Uh, that's why he's a backup. So, you know, he got hurt, and I don't know how, how hurt he really was, but he, he got hurt, and, uh, you know, Tua came in with his bad middle finger, a fractured middle finger, and uh, he took over. And I thought he, I thought he did well. I mean, not spectacular, but I thought he did well. He executed what there was to execute. So I was not unhappy with his play. I'd like to see more consistency from him. You know, when he came in, he had a couple of passes that were not pretty. Um, now, whether that was due to the finger or, or just due to bad passes, I don't know. Only he knows. I'm pretty sure they'll go with him against the Jets, and, and we'll look to see, you know, for some improvement. Yeah, I mean, overall, uh, you know, Brissett in the first half got off to somewhat of a slow start. You know, I mean, uh -huh. God, we were three and out. They were, you know, they, they no, were well, The whole first half was was a defensive struggle. It was a defensive struggle. But, you know, to his credit, you know, he did make some plays late in the half. Yeah. And, um, you know, did get us downfield. You know, he had to pass down the uh, sideline to Isaiah Ford. And uh, we wound up getting some points, which we, <laughs> you know, we're starved for. You know, I mean, you know, anytime we score points, Mike, it's a positive. It's a know? positive. And this is, this is interesting because, you know, Ford was our top graded offensive player and uh, Wilson was our third. Wow. Unbelievable. You never would have expected that, you know, going into the game. Incredible. Well, it was good that they got them involved, especially Wilson, uh, because he needs to be involved. He is elusive when they get the ball to him in space, and they need mm -hmm. to do that. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I look at the first half, you know, going back to the game, Mike, and we had decent drives. You know, they, the, in the second quarter, you know, we had a 10-play, 56-yard drive. It, it it resulted in a field goal because, again, you know, the penalties and inopportune times put us in a bad position once we were in the red zone. And then right before the half, you know, we go 84 yards on eight plays in, in less than a minute. And I'll tell you what, I mean, you know, Brissett made some plays in that drive. I mean, there yes. was some really good bat pass. I can't remember which tight end it was. It was either Shaheen or um, um, Smythe. I can't remember, but he threw a bullet that got us down to the four-yard line. It was, it was a great pass. It was yep. to the outside of the defender, and he put us in a position to where we were up at the halftime six to three. You know, and then, of course, the game changed. You know, we got another field goal. We had a seven-play, 53-yard drive early in the fourth quarter. There was no scoring in the third quarter which was just amazing to me. I mean, it's, you know, our ineptitude in the third quarter, just it, it just continues. We just don't score points <laughs> yeah, in the third why, quarter. Why I, is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but we don't. Yeah. Uh, we start the fourth quarter off, seven play, 53-yard drive in four minutes. We go up 9-3, and then, of course, uh, the big play by X-Man with the touchdown puts us up 15-3. to three. And, man, you're feeling so good at that point. I mean, so good. You know, they come back down the field. They score quickly. But, uh, you know, we go right back up the field, and we score a touchdown. He had the big pass, too. I had the big pass to Wilson. 
you know, down the sideline. They blew a coverage and they blew and he, a coverage. <laughs> he, he was off to the races. Um, you know, Wilson, we, you know, we've talked about this, Mike. You know, we're talking about the offense right now. I just gave you like a, you know, a brief rundown of the game yep. to refresh people's memories because we're days away from it. But uh, Wilson, okay, is a guy that we've been on non existent up to this point in the season. This is what we talked about in regard to guys stepping up, you know, that we need to have these type of things. You know, the defense has to go out and they have to step up. But then on the offensive side, you always have to have guys that make plays in your offense. And we've been looking for this because Parker's obviously down. You know, there are free agent signing. I hate even mentioning his name these days, but um, he's, you know, he's nowhere near the field. And I don't think he's going to be for a couple well, more weeks. There were some hints he may play uh, against this the coming Jets, week. We'll, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Right. You know, let, let's not hold our breath on that one. But, you know, Waddle had a very, very modest game. He did catch a long ball, uh, which was great to see. I mean, the 35-yard completion down the field, which shows you that, hey, they're capable of doing it, right? He's capable of getting down the field. They're capable of setting up in the pocket and getting him isolated on a guy. He had the guy, I mean, Mike, he made a move inside and went back out. It was kind of like a long in and out. Uh And uh, he was open by 10 yards. I mean, the ball took a while to get there. The safety almost broke it up, but Waddle was wide open. So they they are capable of doing that. But getting back to my point, he had a very modest game. uh, Albert Wilson, 87 yards on four catches, and he also had two, two rushing attempts for 19 yards. I mean, he, he was the main guy on the offensive side making big plays. Um, you know, the two tight ends, um, not Gusecki. He didn't have a catch in the game. So Shaheen and Smythe, you know, four catches for 77 yards. We'll take that all day. One of them had a 23-yard catch. The other one had a 21-yard catch. These are chunk plays that against a pretty good defense. And... It's it's their chunk plays, Mike, that we don't normally see in our offense. I mean, I'd mentioned already over the last couple minutes, Waddle, 35-yard catch. Albert Wilson, 64-yard catch. The two tight ends with 20-yard receptions between them. Okay, Isaiah Ford's 52-yard catch down the sideline. Whoa. I mean, there were more chunk plays in this game. Than we got in the last month. <laughs> it, the last month, the whole season. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't think. I was thinking about this, and I'm like, Jesus, have we had that many the whole damn season? I don't know if we have. You know, I don't but know either. At 10 games in, you know, they, they made some big plays. And going forward, in order for us to win more football games down the stretch, this is what they're going to have to do. I mean, hopefully we get Parker back, and hopefully we get that other fella back that plays on the opposite side. I'm not mentioning his name, Mike, until he comes back on the field. Once, if we see these guys come back, and then you have Albert Wilson and, and Waddle contributing as well in the tight ends, all of a sudden maybe your offense is there, you know, because we're not at full strength right now, and we prove that we can make plays on the offensive side and hopefully going forward they continue to do that because if they do we can win football games just like we did on Thursday I mean it was just a 
a fun, fun thing to watch. It really was. Well, our average score has been 17 points, and uh, that would have been enough to win, but we scored 22. So, right. We were over average and not, you know, modestly, obviously, but uh, that's what they need to do. They need to improve, and, and you need to see it on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. If they keep that up, they'll be okay. They will be okay. Well, keep in mind, Mike, the defense did have seven of those points. So, that's our right. offense was right. <laughs> Yeah, was still right on par. By That's counts, the where they so, have been. Yep. Oh yeah, no, it counts. Yep. But we're talking, we're talking offensively. Yep. they yep. have to. You know, they did enough to win the football game, and it, it was getting frustrating at times because we've seen this before, right? We've seen games where the defense is holding their own, holding their own, holding their own, and then eventually we break down. And we don't have answers to it. But this never happened in this game. I mean, they played four quarters of just absolutely perfect football on a defensive side. I mean, it was yeah. close to nothing's ever perfect other than the 17 and 0 Dolphins back in 1972. Just throw that in there. But they were as close to perfect as a defense as you could be against a good unit. And I give him a lot of credit. As you mentioned, Flores, um, you know, very deserving of this. And this is why I felt, I mean, we had the conversation with, um, you know, when we did the group um, podcast a couple of weeks ago. And um, this is the reason I feel that you need to kind of keep Flores around. He, he, listen, nobody's perfect in the NFL. I mean, you look around the league and there are coaches that you question what the hell they're doing week in and week out. Everybody has inconsistencies, but I think that getting rid of Flores at this point, you know, he is a rookie head coach. I mean, yeah, he's been here a couple of years now, but he's st- this is his first head coaching job. So, you know, he's learning as he goes along, just like Tua, just like the offensive line. He's learning along with them. So, you know, if, if we're willing to give everybody else uh, that opportunity, I think Flores needs the same opportunity. I think that he needs to be handed a little bit more to work with, and I think he'll be fine. I think that he needs some guys underneath him that are going to help going forward. You talk about the offensive line coach and and the offensive coordinators. I mean, without a question of a doubt, I think they need some really, really solid coaching underneath him. And I think that we need um, to replace, you know, the people that are making a lot of the decisions in regard to personnel on this team. I think going forward, you know, that's how you approach this. And let's just hope that they do that because I, you know, unless it's a, a Mike, a coach that, you know, we feel can come in and do a better job. I mean, how would you feel about a guy like Rex Ryan coming in and coaching this team next year? I mean, Hell what? No. Exactly. Right. Okay. He's a name guy, but what the hell has he ever done? I mean, you know, Jason Garrett, do you want him, you know, uh, coming over? I, I, I just don't know. You know, I, I don't, I don't trust in anybody. He There's, might be an okay offensive coordinator. I don't know. He may be an great. Yes. I mean, but he's not going to leave where he's at to come here. I don't right. see that. It's not, right. you know, parallel move is not going to work. The right. bottom line is, is that. Well, if they want him, they can make him <clears throat> assistant head coach or something like that. Or something to that effect. But, but the point I'm trying to make, Mike, is this. Unless you give me a better name to come in here and just start this thing from scratch all over again, I'm not on board with it. I'm just not. You know, I'm not on board with it. So I don't know how this is going to all unfold. 
Well, for me, I just want to let the season play out and, yes. and see where Flores is at the end of the season. And right. I'm not necessarily saying he has to have a winning record, but what I want to see is better use of um, replay and, and better use of clock management and things like that, things that the coaches have to do. Exactly. I mean, boy, we, we dropped the ball again. You know, in this game early on, it was a play that should have been challenged. Should have been right. And, and, wasn't. and, and was not. And, you know, I blame it on the guys upstairs, Mike. I mean, they well, can. Yeah, but ultimately it's Flores's, you know, responsibility to have the right people upstairs that are not going to make mistakes. Mike, they can hire me and you to go and sit in the damn booth, watch the game at the stadium, and, and look at the replay once and say, that needs to be reviewed. Right. Or that doesn't need to be reviewed. Right. I mean, you have to have somebody in place that makes these decisions. And if you don't as an NFL team, because I swear this has been the worst season in regard to this, whether we challenge, whether we, and then there's times where we don't challenge. I mean, I don't know who the hell they have up there, but whoever it is, they need to go as well. You know, they, <laughs> they need, they need to rent a van, Mike, pack, pack all, all of the individuals that, I'm, that I've discussed in the show in one van, have them grab their shit and leave town. And that's it. And that's another person that needs to be on that van along with the other ones because they're not making smart decisions up there. They're just not. And I, I don't know what the problem is, but they got to fix it. Right. That's they need it. to fix it. Ten he's games got, into the year. He's got to fix it. Flores has got to fix it. Whatever yeah. it is, he's got to fix it because he needs that to be correct. Yep, absolutely. I mean, when you're on the field, it's really, really difficult. I mean, even with us sitting at home, you know, when we initially watched the play, you know, your eyes deceive you. You know, you're looking at him like, oh, he didn't fumble What's that. Was that a catch? Right. Yeah. Right. What? And did then have, wait a minute. Did he get he his hand fumble. under it? You know, did it, he sure didn't hit the ground? You know, and exactly. that, those are tough. That, and to they have the to replay. be, right. They have to be viewed from multiple angles and, and whatnot. But uh, usually, not always, but usually you can tell from the replays that the television shows whether something should be reviewed or not. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, they, they got to get it together. But look, that's not the worst of their problems. So, not at uh, all. I no. mean, listen, <laughs> when it comes to the aggressiveness of the defense, Mike, you know, we'll get off the subject of these. Uh, yes. The, the, you know, the, the the, just the inconsistencies in regard to so many things. Um, you know, the personal fouls. Okay. You know, now I don't know what your thoughts are. But I like the aggressiveness, and I it doesn't bother that me. That hit that was called uh, roughing the passer, I forget the player offhand. But, I think uh, it was Holland. It might have been Holland, and uh, that, was, that was insane. How do you call that? Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. I don't know how you throw the flag on that. He didn't come in and hit him with a helmet. He didn't come in and hit him with a shoulder. He practically just brushed him. I mean, he didn't hurt the guy. You know, There was no intent there. We talk so, talk about it all the time. There has to be consistency. Well, there has to be a gray area, Mike. I mean, if you're if there's not intent involved, like if you're not leading with your helmet, I mean, come on. I mean, enough of this. Now the Baker, the Baker personal foul, he's got all his momentum going into a guy that runs through people uh -huh. left and right, right? And um, you know, listen, you want to bury the guy. You know, when, when when you've got an opportunity, you bury him. Now, he fell on top of him, granted, but we've yeah, seen so guys get hurt 
trying to avoid falling on a guy, right? Look, I, I can live with that call. The other one bothered me. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on either team to score, and win $100 in free bets if they score, you score, with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, oh, the other one, right. That The other one was horrible, but that one to me, even so, you know, it wasn't like he hit him 10 seconds late. You know, he got called because he fell on top of yep. him. But when you're squaring up on a guy and hitting him, your momentum's going to take you right through them. That's how you're taught to hit. It's that simple. And um, it's really hard to let up at that point. And you know what? I don't mind it because they had him rattled. Um, that was their only drive that they scored on over the course of the night. And we helped them with, what, 30, 40 yards and penalties on that yes. drive. So, yes. you know, I'll take that all day long. Don't take their aggressiveness away. You get a couple of those over the course of the game, fine. I can deal with it. When they score 10 points over the course of a game, we'll take that every week, right? Right. The penalties I can't deal with are the ones that the offensive line make when we're in the red zone. Oh, God. All starts and just stupid shit every single week. And it's one guy or another, and it always seems to happen at the, miss, at the, the worst possible time. When it, and we usually gained decent, you know, decent yardage on first and goal. Right, and then there's some kind of false start or guys right. not lined up right. Just shit all the time. I mean, I just feel like throwing something at you know at, at my TV set. You know, every time it happens because it it seems to happen every single time we're in the red zone. Yeah, I'll get you old Never. dolphin stuffed animal. You can throw that at your TV. Yeah, uh, but you know the the, the game in itself. Um, you know, the guys on defense, I mean, Holland's becoming a star. You know, Howard had a great game. Coleman had a great game. He, he played, did. He played the majority of nickel. Uh, Needham didn't see the field much. I mean, I guess no. in practice, you know, whoever's looking better is the guy that's playing. And you got to – it's another thing you love about Flores is that he doesn't give a shit who you are. You know, you're going to – you know, you're going to be well, right. They do be it based, based on opponent and on, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of each player. You right. Know? Right. So they, they probably felt like Coleman was a better matchup on that particular uh, receiver. Right. And uh, did a great job. Uh, yeah. Wilkins had another really, really solid game. I mean, he keeps grading out 
week in and week out, um, you know, very, very well. Yeah, he's turning into a football player. He's turning into a nice football player. So, you know, on that defensive side, you know, you have that secondary, you know, carrying you. And that's what we felt, our, you know, that, that was our best unit, we thought. You know, with the drafting of Holland and the signing of McCourty and, and Rowe returning and then the two corners that are lockdown corners, we felt that our secondary was the strength of that defense. And, um, you know, the last few weeks, they've really done a fantastic job. They really have as a unit and the secondary as a whole. They've done a pretty solid job. So going forward, you know, let's hope that they come up with some nice defensive schemes. You know, we've got the Jets twice over the next month. You know, that's going to be interesting. We may actually be going up against Flacco. (laughs) (laughs) which to me is is great because you know where he's going to be, right? Right in the pocket, behind center. Right in the pocket. Take it to his old ass, right? That's the way I see it. Um, You know, so, you know, you look at- Another guy that should be mentioned, Lou, is uh, Baker. Uh, His coverage was pretty much outstanding uh, Thursday night. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's played well. And he made that one play where he ran down the receiver, you know, heading towards the sideline. That that was a pretty impressive. That was play. an outstanding. Well, it was, yeah. I think I can't remember exactly who it was, but he ran him down. Yeah. And I'll tell you, they were on Jackson all night. I mean, Mike, he he had thirty nine yards rushing on nine carries, right? And um, you know, that's doing a number on the guy without yes. a question of a doubt. I yeah, mean, he, he can hurt you. Absolutely. He had an 11-yard run. That was as long. So on his other eight carries, he had a total of 28 yards, uh, less than four yards a carry. This is a guy that, I mean, can just kill you. I've seen him, you know, on, on, in numerous games have three, four 20-yard runs in one game, you yep. know, to where he's just killing teams, yep. running the football. Um you know, so the run defense on him. We saw it uh, two years ago, right? 59 to 10. He did that, it to us. Absolutely. Um, you know, they're running back. Devontae Freeman, 10 carries for 35 yards. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, three carries for one yard. 13 <laughs> carries between their two running backs for 36 yards. Less than three yards a carry. I mean, th- the unit did an exceptional, exceptional job, period. Bottom line, it was, and they, you know, they can't say enough about them. Well, Christian Wilkins is great against the run was 88-7. That's just about elite. Yeah, at, phenomenal. I mean, they, like, you know, Siler, I'm sure, had a pretty decent game too um, against the run, I would think, because they well, his to be tackling close. his tackling grade was 71, but his rush defense grade was 57, so a little below average for him. Yeah, that is below. It seemed like he was they were just doing a much better job of clogging everything up, the lanes and everything, the guys on the inside. But um, you know, overall, it was good. You know, Tua came in. You know, you, you got to sit here and scratch your head because. If he was capable of being out there for the majority of the second half, why is he not starting? You know, it to me it just didn't make an awful lot of sense. It's kind of weird. I don't, you know, I I didn't quite get it because it seemed like. Go ahead. My guess is, Lewis, when you have a broken finger, it swells, and uh, they, they, you know, they probably wanted to keep the swelling down and and get it to heal as fast as it could. 
And when you put them in there and play them, you know, it's possible it gets the finger banged around and it delays the, the healing process. And I'm sure that's the reason, uh, because obviously it still hurts him. You could see, you know, he hit it on somebody's shoulder or helmet or whatever it is he hit it on. And you could see he was shaking his hand and, you, you know, you could tell it was hurting him. So time is the uh, friend there, but, uh, you know, if they need him, they've got, they've got to put him in. Yeah, I mean, you know, I did like I, like I said. I mean, it to me, it was uh, you know, it was a situation where um, Brissett looked like he was ready to come out after one. You know, after he didn't even have to come out of the game to be honest with you. It looked like he he was strutting down the sideline, you know, doing a stretching his legs out and whatnot. And um, he said, "Okay, I'm good," and that was Put it. Me and, and Coach and Coach right. said, "Sit down." Yeah. <laughs> He said, you know, now we're going to go with Tua. So to me, you know, if you're going to rest a guy, then, then, and you have the opportunity to bring, bring Brissett in it, back in at that point. Cause to me, it seemed like Brissett got off to a really slow start in the game and yep. he seemed to start heating up in the second quarter. It looked like he was in a good place where, where prior to him getting hurt. So, you know, if Tua was that injured, they would have done everything possible to keep him off the field for the rest of the game. And he seemed okay to me. You know, I know he's, I'm sure his finger's still hurting him. There's no question about that. As you mentioned, you know, that whole scenario, I saw it during the course of the game too. I just, you know, it, it, it was just a weird scenario. It worked out great. It's going to be interesting to see what takes place, you know, in practice this coming week. Um, you know, hopefully we get everybody back healthy, Mike, because oh, we've been this 10 days should help too. Yes. Oh, without a question of a doubt. Absolutely. I mean, you know, they're going to, they're going to get back to it. What tomorrow, I believe, or maybe they went back to it today because they, yeah. they played on Thursday. That That's a possibility. Um, I don't know. They may have Mondays off. I'm not positive. Yeah. I'm not sure how they do things when they have a Thursday game either. My thinking is that they'd probably come back in today, but who knows? Uh, they may stick to their normal schedule. That's I what I would think. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the thing is this, is that they got out of this game pretty damn healthy, and they are getting healthy, and hopefully we get our receivers back next week. And, um, you know, we go up and we play a real, really, really solid football game again next week on both sides of the football. You know, we see this team come together. The capabilities there, Mike, um, you know, they proved that last week against a very, very good football team. So, um, you know, you sit here and you scratch your head, you know, well, why did we not do this against Jacksonville and against Indianapolis when they were banged up pretty good and, and against um, Atlanta? Uh, you know, you just scratch your head. You just don't know. I mean, you know, you can't. You can't start playing good football halfway into the season. They have to understand the importance of every single game early. And um, had they done that, you know, they'd be in a pretty good position right now. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, we kind of buried ourselves. And, um, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be a season where unless a miracle takes place over the next, you know, seven games, um, you know, we're, we're not going to see the playoffs again this year. Are you talking about playoffs? I said no playoffs. Oh, okay. I'm not ready to talk playoffs, yes or no. 
I'm talking no no playoffs. I know. I heard you. No playoffs. There's a video out there that playoffs? Uh, Kurt Warner put out. It's uh, called Kurt Warner's QB Confidential. Yeah. By the way, he 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 picks every team that we play up against every week. So I'm not a big fan of Kurt, Kurt Warner. I, I enjoyed well, him as a player. Let me finish what I'm saying. Okay, go ahead. He did one on the cover zero and uh, how the Ravens bungled attacking it. And uh, I think everybody should watch that video because it will really help you understand the cover zero. And it will also help you understand how to attack the cover zero. And that's really the purpose of the video. And uh, it's very informative. And, uh, you know, if you want to know how to beat it, watch, watch his uh, video. He'll show you. Yeah. Easier said than done, Mike. It is. If it that's- is. But it is doable, too. You just have to uh, have the offensive players be real smart in what they're doing. Yep. They weren't prepared, and they never changed their philosophy on it. And, um, you know, as long as we talk about this all the time, listen, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And to the Dolphins' credit, they just kept coming at them. It didn't, it did not matter. They did second half, they came out, they did the same. Listen, until they burn us, we're not stopping what we're doing. And you know what? It was great to see us dictating to a team what we're going to do. We're not going to allow you to dictate to us what we're going to do. And I hope it rubs off on the offense a little bit and the coordinators to where you're not going to dictate to us what we're going to do, okay? We, 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 yeah, 10 games into the season, we've been very vanilla. We've been very conservative. Well, guess what? Now we're going to open things up a little bit, and we're going to take our chances down the field because we have capable, capable wide receivers. We have tight ends that can get three of them that can get down the field 20-plus yards. So you know what? Do what you need to do, but we're going to throw the ball over you and we're going to beat you down the field. And let's hope that they, you know, that, they, that they look at what the defense did and their philosophies on dictating, and it rubs off on them going forward. Because to me, you know, they tend to allow the defenses to dictate to us what we're doing week in and week out. And, um, you know, the results are, you know, 15 well, less points week in and week out. Yep, yep. Because we don't have enough playmakers, that's you know that's the reason. You know, if they take Waddle and Kasicki away, what do you do? I mean, and you go to Albert Wilson. Well, they I was going to say they had that answer this week, but Albert Wilson has not played to that level every week. So Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we'll see. But as we get players back, as you said, uh, we we should be able to be a little more dynamic. Yes, you know the running game. I mean, I you know, I just don't know what to say about that. I think that they have to get a little bit more ima- imaginative. Yeah, well, that goes without saying, Mike, but we, we know that. Those five guys that are now playing in the positions that they're playing in, Mike, I think that's it. This, this is what we're doing going forward. Um, you know, it, they're five games together now, basically, and nothing has changed. Nobody's been benched. Nobody's been moved again. So these are the five guys we've got to work with. So knowing that, you have to now do something to create screens, whatever the case may be. You have to get some production 
out of that portion of your offense, or else it's going to be much of the same week in and week out. I mean, Gaskin, 14 carries for 31 yards. That's not good. That's a little bit over two yards a carry. Um, Ahmed, two carries for six yards. Not good. I mean, just not good. I mean, they have to figure out a way other than just lining up and just trying to run the ball, you know, off guard or off tackle. You know, maybe throw some sweeps out there, get the guys outside of the box, throw throw a lot of screens, just come into a game and, and throw that in the year. I don't know what they have to do, Mike, but they have to do something other than what they're doing because week in and week out, the, the running game is just anemic and it puts us in a bad position on second and third down, we, game in and game out. Now, they're makeable, but... The offensive, the, the offensive, the running game is not bringing anything at all to the to the uh, to the table at all. Nothing. I mean, non-existent. Let me read you this: the run blocking grades: Robert Hunt seventy-one five, okay, Jesse Davis sixty-six three, and then it falls off the table. Right. The center forty-five seven, Eichenberg forty-five five, Austin Jackson thirty-seven eight. Ugh. Yeah. So I mean, how, do you so, run, how do you run if they can't block it? <laughs> you, you've got the left side there that that that's just absolutely pathetic grades. Yeah, uh, you know from the center over. So the yep. left side you can't even attempt to run the football um, because they're just getting manhandled. So Mike, this is my point: is that you know you're beating a dead horse there right now, right? I mean, you want these guys to improve, but week in and week out, it's just non-existent. So get teams thinking in a different way. You know, you have to. You have to start sending guys in motion. You have to start, you know, doing something a little bit different um, to, to get the, the running game, something out of it, because it, it falls solely on our passing game. And they're not great pass blockers either. So, you know, you have to do something to, to you just have to get creative until you can make that offensive line better through free agency and through the draft next year. That's the bottom line. You know, they're, they're not even getting, they're not even averaging four or five yards a carry. Well, they haven't all season. This is nothing new. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, you have to get, you have to do something different. You have to figure out a way, you know, don't run the ball at all. Just throw the ball in the flats to the guys. You I know, mean, there was there was a statement made during the game that the Dolphins run two tight ends more than any team in the league, and significantly yep. more. And yep. that's the reason they want the big bodies in there to help the linemen. And that you know, it's not helping. Obviously, it's not helping as much as they would like. It's helping in the passing game. I mean, yes. all of these guys contribute week in and week out, and I love it. That you have three capable guys that can, you know, catch the ball. You know, you come up with something, you know, come up with a bunch to the right and then run a sweep to the left or whatever. Try to get Gaskin or Ahmed on the outside, you know, just to where, you know, if he if he gets four, five, six yards, fantastic. You know, just try and seal, you know, the outside and do something like that. I don't know what they have to do, Mike, but they have to just they're just wasting downs. I mean, you're I'm talking. You yes. don't like the idea of running into a brick wall. I get it. You don't. I mean, it. you know, 16, ca- 16 plays on the board, Mike, that um, basically generated 37 yards. I mean, that's, that's insane. It's ridiculous. Yep. 
How many times we run the ball? 21? We ran our running backs. Well, if you throw Albert Wilson's two runs in, he had two carries for 19 yards. This is what I'm talking about. Right. And then one of those was on what what looked to be an attempted pass. You know, he ran to the right and looked like he was looking to throw it. And then he realized he couldn't. And uh, he ran for gadget play. Yeah. So. You know, that was that was good to see. Not that he couldn't throw it, but the fact they were trying it, you know. Yeah. They um I mean the jet sweep to him what you know was a solid was a solid run. Yep. yep. Um maybe they just need to, you know, continue to do that. I mean, you know, we we remember the Wildcat and um, you know, Sperano threw a big monkey wrench into, you know, into their um Yeah, I'm not a big fan. No, I'm not a fan of that. I'm saying, but he came up with something creative that worked. Right. And um, I don't care if it's, you know, 10 screens a game, Mike, instead of 10 runs. If it's generating more yards and creating some plays there, you know, to where you're picking up first down. Well, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not as stressed about that as you are because I figure the short pass kind of makes up for that. But where it does bother me is your four-minute offense. You've got to have some running game to close out the clock late in games, and and uh, we don't simply have it. So that's where they have to be really careful and creative, and uh, uh, make sure their receivers are not going out of bounds and stopping the clock and that type of thing. Yeah, I mean they they have to figure something out. You know that, that's the bottom line. You can't go through games, you know, as we do, just relying on um, you know the passing game completely and um you know if you can if you can get the ball in the flats you know and and consider them extended handoffs then i'm okay with that they have to try something differently that's all i'm saying they they can't just do what they've been doing because we've gone against some of the worst defensive fronts mike in the nfl this year and and haven't been able to run the football so um when you're going against teams that are even average what the hell do you think's going to change it's not it's just not yeah, it's definitely frustrating when they run into the line of scrimmage and then they don't have the opportunity to uh, come out the other side, you know. So you're right. They do, they do have to improve what they're doing, but that's why they practice. So hopefully they'll come up with something that's uh, a little more effective than the one or two yard runs that they've been getting. Yes. Now, Wednesday, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the stinking Jets. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite subjects in uh-huh. regard to opponents. Yep. Always fun. They just took an ass whipping too, so yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see how they come out. You know, if they've quit, you know, on the season, and uh, you know what what they're doing, um, that should be interesting. So yeah, we'll have some some stuff to talk about for sure on Wednesday. You betcha. Mm-hmm. That was an awesome game. I mean, we're talking about different things, but that was an awesome game. Hopefully, they can duplicate it. Come. Uh, uh, next Sunday, I guess they're in New York, right? Yes. Yep. New York, the weather, I'm sure it'll be nice and cool. Yep. Um, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to the game. You know, Mike, before we, um, before we went, we did the preview show kind of on Monday, and I talked about how our defense was going to approach the game and how I was looking forward to – how they were going to do it and what how they were going to scheme right. against them and um 
you know, it, it to me it was just awesome. You know, that's what I was looking forward to in the football game and as to how they were going to do that. And they they just did a fantastic job, and it was great to see. Um, so hopefully, you know, when we play the Jets, same situation. You know, we dictate, and that's it. Carry it forward. That's it. Holland, definitely, in my opinion, player of the game. Without a doubt. And, and you know, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Xavier and Howard, very close second. Yeah, I mean – what aggravated me, me and my son talked about this a little bit. You know, Tua, he, he did a good job when he came in. I wouldn't say he did a great job. He did a good job when he came in. He threw some uh, bad passes and some good passes. And he did what he had to do to win the football game. But um, he got interviewed and Hunt got interviewed. And to me, it was such an injustice to the well, defense. We didn't talk about that play by Hunt. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was – That was you know, crazy. That was – that was such a great effort on his part, but it didn't count. And, right. you know, he got interviewed after the game. Tua got interviewed after the after the game on the post-game shows. And I felt that it was such an injustice to the guys on the defensive side and the job that they did because they played a phenomenal game, especially Holland, as you mentioned. I mean, Holland should have been on that show and they should have been talking about the game that he played because it was one of the best defensive games I've seen from one individual in a while. I mean, in a long time. I mean, and, you know, that's not being, you know, uh, you're a homer, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I watch football game in and game out. And defensively, that was one of the best individual efforts I've seen in a long time. And it was an injustice that he didn't get interviewed and they, they didn't talk to him after the game because he really should have. Uh, I agree with you. If I, if I was looking to hear from somebody, he's the guy I would have wanted oh, to Oh, for sure. From. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I thought that would be the case, but it was not. So anyway. Oh, well, maybe, what it is. maybe they'll interview him after the Jet game. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to be watching that Dolphin Jet game, Mike, other than us and the stinking New York Jet fans. Um, yeah. You know, it's not going to be on national TV. But anyway, all right. All right, Lewis. We'll uh, talk later. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, fins up, everybody. Fins up, Dolphins. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the pigskin podcast network check out these sites guys there's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy all right until next time be well and take care